Who did everybody park next to? Oh, I'm not parked. Um, I'm going to go to the Oasis. Park. At the Oasis. Rachel created this this parking desert, but left it as the spooky forest. You so know I had why? To go back because in and put in desert wanted... stuff. But I left your mushroom because I didn't want you to. Be I wanted to oh, fill it with you. worms, no. but then when I was entering the worms, the, the Google Doc did not recognize the worms and just put stupid little squares with nothing in them, and I gave up. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> so we have a scorpion, a skull, a tornado, which I consider a sandstorm. <laughs> That's good. Uh, we have the oasis, a snake, and some cacti. Joey has to sit. And of course, the rooster got oh, to stay. Oh, thank you for trying to make a worm out of dashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worm sign. Yeah. Or you can do, you can put a put a rose on so top of it. now Joey like just made a penis and broke it, oh. so. That's mm, not a penis. Yeah. That's, that's a worm. Okay. It's a worm Boo. mouth. Hold on. Well, what's the difference, really? <laughs> Those are vulvas. <laughs> Jenny's worm, not though. here, so we're going to be on our worst behavior because she was ever she was all that was keeping us from this. Yeah, I feel like Jenny is our like our our moral center. <laughs> Do we hold it together for Jenny? Our compass that points north. She's our compass. Welcome to Puck Keep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 87, Fool's Assassin, chapters 17 through 20, and I am Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Eli, and I've read this before. I'm Ashley, and who knows? And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Okay, corrections, omissions, and announcements. First announcement, Jenny is on vacation and will be back next time. So pour one out for Jenny, who is sitting by a pool somewhere like a next to very, a very That tree. pool has like a grotto. Like it's a very nice <laughs> pool. Cacti. Palm trees. Plants. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, I hope there's a cabana she, boy She does not miss us. Or a cabana person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoever. Um, also, announcement: I saw Dune, and I'm very annoying to live with right now. <laughs> I literally spoke to Joey until, he, as he was nodding agreement to me, he fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> because I was just talking at him about this film. You're By like, the time you, <laughs> you're not listening anymore, and I was like, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I always thought that Joey was just as obsessed with Dune as you were for some reason. I like it. I've read most of them. Oh God! There, there are are few fandoms that I think uh, will garner the same level as the realm of the Elderlings with Rachel, and it's certainly Dune. Maybe Foreigner. Oh, Foreigner! How many tattoos of Dune does Rachel have, though? More than Foreigner, but not zero. <laughs> um, I really, really, really want to get another Dune tattoo. But as Alyssa knows, every time I find an artist that I like, that artist refuses to take clients that are not buying an already made design. So it is, it's very hard out there for a 
person who wants to be inked. Um, if you are a tattoo artist, please if email you are a tattoo us, artist. and you could just come to Rachel's home. I'll give you her address. <laughs> Show up unannounced and tattoo her. Uh, I, I need fofters. I need Muadib mouses, and I need a big knife and a gomju bar, and maybe like Saint Alia. Like that's what I want. I just want somebody shortlist who friends. Just... You know, it's my whole just arm. a quick seventy-five of hours of tattooing. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to spend some money if you want to get me a dude. I like the so. Muad'Dib mouse idea. Yes, it's, it's so cute. And also Muad'Dib. There's like, if I were to get a tattoo, it'd have to be like perfect. Like it has to like, it has to mean something. It has to look good. It has to like, it has to like, you have to think about it a little bit when you look at it. And I like that idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Joey and I were also at New York Comic Con recently, and I built a still suit. Go to my Instagram and look at my still suit and tell me it's awesome because I worked really hard on it. <laughs> Came out fabulous. Um, looks sick. This is the worm <laughs> cast. Like, all worm. This, all is, worm this is Dune cast suddenly. But anyway, read Dune if you like it. And also, uh, go watch the movie so I can get part two because I really need it. Um, anyway. Wow. Uh, an- yes. I can't tell if that's noises from the movie or if we're doing dial-up internet. That he was the child of the internet. I'm like sweaty because I'm thinking about Dune. Anyway. Because it's a desert? Yep. Uh... Another, our final announcement for this section is that I don't think we're on the Reddit anymore. I don't really know what's going on. Well, I don't know I'm if gonna it's a problem. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't know if it's a problem with our feed because I noticed that um, the feed has like flipped. So when you go to, when you go to our, uh, our feed on like Spotify or Google, it's it's showing the oldest first instead of the newest episode first. So you have to kind of sort it. I don't know if that's the problem or if I, or or if no one likes us anymore. I don't know, but we're not definitely we're not okay, being posted to the Reddit anymore. And I never posted it in the first place, and I loved that we got posted. So I don't. Someone fix it, please. <laughs> I mean, not, we're not, not going to do it. So we're not going <laughs> to do, do it for us. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. Oh. Who likes me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you were, if you come to, I don't know, if you're, if you come to us from Reddit, you're not listening. So if you have friends that listen to us from Reddit, tell them that we still post because everything from this latest trilogy has not made it onto Reddit, and I don't know why. Maybe they all hate. They are just like anti this trilogy, and so they're just not thought. here for it. That's Joey's theory. He's. He thinks that nobody wants to listen to us talk about the Fist and the Fool books. I mean, we talk about so much more. <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. It started with Molly, and now we got. I'd Fist argue that John, this episode so. has been mostly not this trilogy. So far. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can fix that. We can fix that by uh, starting with chapter seventeen. Um, and this one has a content warning for uh, death and uh, burning. So, uh, <laughs> it's on Joey's uh, subtitle. <laughs> take it away, Joey. This is chapter 17, or Assass- Assassins Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, which is a Smash Mouth song from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> Wait, is it Tox- 
toxicity. It feels fun. incorrect. <laughs> wow. Damn. Um, so uh, imagine the following narration as said by a drunk Englishman posing as a sober Scotsman. Uh, actually, this is an all audio format, so I get to actually go through this with you. Um, there is, in all honesty, no way to kill someone mercifully. There, those who count it ne crime to drown an imperfect nubbin in warm water. So if an infant willing to struggle desperately to draw in into its lungs, did it not try to breathe, it would not drown. That's a- about as bad as what I had to listen to. Struggle. <laughs> Struggle. Oh my gosh. Joey, it gets worse. Uh, I, in the next book, I'm I'm a little bit ahead in the next book. Uh, Shade's voice, like, I know it's the same voice actor throughout, but his voice acting uh, changes, Snake. like, multiple times. Multiple times in the same chapter. Oh, man. And it is, uh, it's extremely what? jarring. I feel like my my assumption is that they initially were doing it abridged and then came back and filled in the not abridged parts because it goes back and forth between the same voice like eight times or two di- two different so voices. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. I wonder, I think that people complained about the voice, the, the, not the voice actor, but the audio narration for this trilogy. Yes. I feel like people did. I, it's I it's extremely jarring. I looked up, um, I was going to get this audiobook because I had some projects I wanted to work on and just listen instead of read. And then the reviews were all like, don't do it. It's fucking horrible. I have Aww. not had any problems until chapter four of the second book of this trilogy. Of the second book. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Joey was trying to explain this to me and I I didn't I don't listen to audiobooks, so I don't I don't know. Draw into its lungs. You really spelled out the enunciation very well though. (laughs) Discreetly. It really (laughs) is like middle English. It's so bad. So I want you to know, listeners, that Joey wrote it all phonetically in the doc. So it's a little. I don't know how to write real English. I write in Charlie English. Um, <laughs> but so I, I realized that part of the reason it sounded so bad is that I ac- accidentally listened to this first part of the chapter on half speed, um, <laughs> which pretty fucking funny. Um, but and. <laughs> So what I would ask everyone to do now is to just listen to one part, maybe this part of the podcast on half speed. And you should tell us who who of us all sounds the drunkest. Oh, no. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome thing to try. Um, but this was uh, a quote. This was a quote from Murjock's 279 Ways to Kill an Adult. Um, and there was cool. more to it, obviously, but... I, You didn't need to sit through that. Um, So the chapter begins with Fitz's recent recollection of killing the mystery messenger as a a mercy because she was being being eaten to death by the flesh-eating bugs. And he used some pressure points on the neck, and it seemed it kind of seemed consensual to a point until it wasn't because death throws are, you know, they're that. 
Um, so that was graphic and terrible. And then Fitz brought the rat body of the messenger out back to the self-fashioned pyre. And of course, B got a front row seat and Fitz sort of had some self-loathing moment recalling how he was uh, incidentally illustrating Assassining 101 for the, you know, the next generation of Farseers. Cool. Thanks, Fitz. Um, and then they come up with a, a really terrible lie that amounts to bedbugs. Uh, but actually, maybe it's not a bad lie because usually if you say bedbugs, people start to back away in a room and they stop asking any questions. And you, you, like you just can't you just can't stay that weekend uh, guy because like, you know, I the, the you just can't stay because my dead parents are coming that weekend and they hate you. <laughs> And you just can't stay, and we also have a giant hole in the bathroom, and there's ghost <laughs> parents, and they hate they hate bed bugs, so you just you just can't stay, ghosts. Um, but ghosts, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, and uh, again, uh, we of course are frustrated with Fitz's convenient ignorance, uh, narratively speaking. That is, uh, G, who was the gender fluid fool, boinking in his free time, that would have granted him a son. Uh, but that th- that would have required his 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 him to be using plumbing, right? Um, <laughs> and it had to be a son because, of course, the fool would have to. The the language from the messenger said son, so it couldn't possibly be anything else. It had to be a son who likes you know snails and puppy dog tails. And then, of course, duh, fits. He says to himself, "It was definitely jo- Joe Fron, um, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. Um, and then B, uh, B uh, says, hey, Dad, stop staring off into space. Is the body burn up by now? And then Pitts thinks, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. What's left of the body? Femurs and skulls. Okay, maybe. Uh, and uh, we'll start out in the morning. It's fine. And then let's go inside. It's, it's, it's cold. And then Pitts leads B back to Willie Woods before ruminating on how powerful an assassin feels when taking a life. But Fitz hates feeling powerful. He thinks. And then he kind of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> he wonders. <laughs> He wonders for a minute if Shade hates killing people too. Maybe how powerful you feel when you hate killing people, and then but then he has a moment. He's like, "Oh shit, Molly's dead," and that's sad. And Fitz is now sad again for a minute, and then B slaps him, or you know maybe she should have. And then they went inside, um, and then it's ah, Shun screamed, ah, leave me alone. Uh, Riddle caught her in his arms without stabbing her, uh, which is kind of gross i don't know if the not stabbing her is gross or the fact that he's having touching to hold her now there's touching shun that's yes. pretty gross Brown and then the shun most <laughs> shun most definitely heard the ghost of rano rano accidentally died eating some poison food originally intended for her uh which is why she was on the run so now shun has survivor's guilt but it's it's fucking shun so it has to be of course performative as fuck and uh, she, she can't just feel bad and, like, sulk by herself like a proper farseer. So I, I'm thinking she, maybe she takes that part from her mom, maybe. Because, you know, proper far, farseer is not going not gonna to make a show of it. She's going to take it back to the room and be sad. Um, so Fitz, <laughs> Fitz investigated the ghost situation in her room, but could only reflect on how she was uh, basically an undisciplined raccoon teenager who can't, like, unpack like an adult because she just has shit everywhere. Um, and I am definitely drunk enough to uh, mention Rachel at this point. Um, <laughs> I can silently watch her. Just show for the rest of the room. No. <laughs> That's definitely getting edited out. Anyways, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not shun, Rachel. You're definitely not shun. Don't worry about mm. it. You're not shun. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. But so like, our shades like, what did what did or Fitz is like, what did Shade e- even teach her? Because she's like, you know, not disciplined at all. But then, um, you know, Fitz obviously forgets how poorly he packs shirts. So there's sort of this weird fucked up symmetry. Um, Fitz can't pack, and apparently Shun can't unpack. Um, Fitz finds no evidence of ghosts, of course, but she definitely heard a fucking ghost, and she definitely wants Riddle to sleep in her bed and cuddle her just to be safe, to be on the safe side. Riddle has to cuddle Shun, and and Riddle's like, oh, fuck no, that's not proper. Uh, And so they agree to let the help Pansy stay with her, and Riddle will be across the hall. Um, And then the housekeeper, of course, then chimes in and says... If you saw a ghost, it's definitely Sir Peekaboo the Perv Lord. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember his real name. It was like, it was like Lord, Lord Peek, Lord Peekaboo oh, or something. Oh yeah, was... they did. Yeah, they mentioned they're like, oh, to be that other dude. He's a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. peeping tom. The guy was a peeping tom, anyways. So that if you saw a ghost, he's a pervert. Fitz is annoyed and says, and that's all. I'm going to bed. And then Shun is like, oh yeah, you'll have to explain to Shade why Ghost killed me. And he, it, it's like, Fitz is like, I don't, yeah, whatever, Raccoon Girl. And then, uh, but Fitz definitely misplaced B again because, you know, we can't not misplace B at the end of every chapter. And it turns out that B ran off uh, and hid because she hates Shun so much because we all hate Shun by now. And yes, B, yes, we definitely all hate Shun. So you were right to go hide. And that, that was the end of the chapter. So I'm or, glad that... I, or because she heard a scream, you know, either mm. or. I I got the sense that she was like, fucking Shun is getting like, <laughs> attention again. I'm going to go hide. Right. That was fine. So I need to just jump back to uh, the raccoon girl unpacking situation. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I feel like there might be something genetic happening. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have all of my laundry in bags right now. They're in oh, bags. It's not I was bags. going to say that I still have my giant pink suitcase from Dragon Con sitting no! in my bedroom with stuff no! in it. Oh, yep. Yeah. I absolutely have not unpacked from Dragon Con. No, so. I have not. That was terrible. two months ago. I don't have enough room for that. I would like to I say that I packed do. it up very well, so it's just fine where it is. I have places. enough room. The people with houses. And I have enough clothing <laughs> to get me through for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> I do. I will be like, I need new underwear. And what makes me buy new underwear? I don't want to do laundry. You mean you don't want to have me do, do laundry? <laughs> That's true. Joey takes it to the laundromat for me. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that Withy Woods had a perv that was like such a boyer that after he died, anytime anyone gets peeped on, they blame it on him still. They blame it on that guy. <laughs> well, obviously that's the dude who was like making all the holes. It does in the make wall. sense. Yeah, right? yeah. It explains why there's, Absolutely. why there's weird pathways. Cause he was just going around fapping like to anybody that was staying. <laughs> Cause it's not, I mean, it's, it's always been apparent, you know, it belonged to farseer related people. So I guess there would be, if it was built around the same time as the modifications were done at Buckheap, then yeah, they would have bolt holes. But maybe, maybe it's like Shades, you know, uh, Mistress Time. Maybe there was never a perv, but they just blamed the perv for getting oh, caught when they were spying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although knowing people, probably a pervert. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they called him a lord made me think that he was like whoever was in charge of Withywoods at the time. 
He was just a heavy breather, so like when he was on the wall, you could hear him. <laughs> Shade is forever upset that whoever owed Withy Woods at that time was a heavy breather. Yeah. <laughs> so could you just shut up? <laughs> so Shun is becoming a, a uh, super great a, character. A, I'm. Uh, I'm really glad she's with us and we get to read so much about her and her thoughts and needs. She yeah. sucks. You know we what? Just like her. She's the Bravo her. character mm-hmm. that I needed. Yeah. In these books. <laughs> oh my god, there's a ghost. She's from the Orange <laughs> County. It's like she has wealth, but she doesn't have like Beverly Hills wealth, but she thinks that she's wealthy enough to where she can really complain a whole lot. But this is the same girl that was acting like an assassin when we saw when she was introduced in the inn. So it's like, what's your identity? Like, what are you doing? Are you a frail? Like, theme. are you just like, a, yeah, are you just like, a, oh, I can only have the best in life? Or are you a person who could like kill someone with a knife? I because mean, those are in ghosts. her defense. You can't kill a ghost. <laughs> I think I can't assassinate a ghost though. Shun feels like she did not has not yet gone through the assassin mental kind no, of No, she training, had an internship. You know? <laughs> yeah. She did summer camp. But her resume says she's been a master assassin for 12 years. <laughs> right, right. It's like you remember how like Fitz was like being bitches. Fitz had been like thro- almost thrown off the top of Buckkeep by now. Like, probably murdered. When did he die? How old was he when he died? (laughs) Like, Like 18. Shun is not... Yeah, Shun's not... She's got it good. She's got it good. Uh, What else happened in this chapter? Oh, yeah, we we burned a whole person in front of a child. Right? When he talked about the smell of it. You know how, like, in the previous chapters, Riddle was like, you know, I, I think we need to take B away from you. And I was kind of like, oh, why? He's just a man who loves his daughter and he's not doing great right now. But now... 100%. Fitz, what are you doing? Yeah. You're burning a person in front of your child. Like, Because, like, <laughs> I think he, it, even stuff. if he needed help, which I still question how this miniature doll was able Get to help him. to do it. Right. But then, like, or he riddle. could have sent her back. But like, thanks for the assist. Now get your ass back yeah, to the house. Yeah, does he need the why help of a need... tiny little knife? Yeah, why did she need to be there for the burning? I think that... So, Fitz can't share this with anybody, right? But I think he feels like he can share it with her. And I have to admit, she does have the disposition for this. Maybe they're packed. Maybe it's because they're packed. She's she's got that assassin disposition. She she's not phased by it at all. She's just like, yep, he's burning a body. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, she's a bit of an old soul. They do have. But does he really know that about her? Like, I feel like we know that because we have a lot more insider information from her point of view. But like, does Fitz really know that? I don't know. It's either that or it's an anxiety about Lee having her out of his sight and he, he can't handle he does, that He does seem to think that, like, oh, she is safer in danger next to me than not next to me. Which is debatable. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, is she in danger or is she being traumatized forever because she you killed this person? 
I mean, there's a lot going on. Fitz is definitely short-circuiting at this point. He's just gotten a message from the fool. Like, what? Like, there's a prophecy. What's happening? She's being eaten alive by bugs. Now it's in the room. Now you got to get rid of it. Like, there's a lot. This is... Is this the kind of stuff that, you know, fits at the beginning of this book who was like, I love this, is like really into? Or is this the kind of stuff where it's like, Fitz is like, oh, you know, I don't miss this stuff. I meant, I, you know, I don't. <laughs> at some point, though, she's like, she's like, Dad, you're really good at this. And I'm kind of like, he's, he's not, though. But really like, and... <laughs> she, she doesn't, doesn't have, have a yeah, exactly. Reference. She doesn't have a reference. Yeah. Is he supposed to be good at it? She's though? like, I, I don't Dad. Know. I see that you're really good at killing people, but actually it's more efficient if you kill them this way. <laughs> you know, she just knows it. She's like, he's thinking about, like, several things at once, and it's like, mm, not that good Right, Fitz has ADHD, but B doesn't. <laughs> it's also like, he may have been kind of good at it 40 years ago. <laughs> but he's like, fl he flips the switch, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm an assassin again, i Got to think about all but these things. But there's muscle memory. Okay? Yeah, he's not. He, he doesn't so, have that assassin yeah. muscle. He looks thirty, but he's actually like what sixty five or something. Yeah, he's like in he's his early sixties. Yeah, okay. right. He looks he looks younger than Riddle, so he is. <laughs> he looks like in his early thirties. I mean, and he's sixty five. So he's a fair, boomer. And yes, to be completely fair, body. I imagine my dad trying to raise me or one of my siblings at his current age. He's in his you know mid to late sixties. As my dad, and who's probably <laughs> on the spectrum, it's probably the same. Yeah, it's probably the same. Yeah, just it's add the an same. assassin component. It would be bad. We wouldn't be bathed ever. We would we would probably be running around without pants on. Our, well, know. especially if your mom wasn't there, right? Especially like, no, there's... absolutely. That's what yeah. I mean. Is like if my if our mother wasn't there, like we would be naked and probably like gnawing on bones in the corner, and you'd be like, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We talk. <laughs> We talk. <laughs> you, you mentioned Riddle, and I think it's it's really it's interesting because I didn't I didn't even think about it, but the fact that like twenty five years have passed, like Riddle was probably I don't know how old he was in the fits. And, he was a kid. He was yeah. Young, he was young, so I think he but was he's still twenty. He's still got to be in his forties now. Yeah. Yeah. No, because 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 Nettle is in her thirties. Yeah. So when we say that Riddle is like an extremely an extremely good friend to Fitz, like it's also like <laughs> he he's he knows that Fitz is not aging. Also, like he, he no, knows yeah, Riddle the... knows. Yeah, all he his knows guys. everything. He was fucking there. Yeah. Like he. So why can't you walk down the hallway and be like Riddle? I have a situation. Can you help me? Because he's a control he freak doesn't want and doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just... He's like, I he's got like don't it. tell Nettle. I, I got it under control. Don't tell Nettle that there's another dead person here. She'll take me away. Don't narc on me. Don't narc on me. But here's me. the thing: Riddle has never narked on him before. Riddle has always been a dependable guy. Yeah. But if Nettle's but wasn't riding, Nettle riding with him, yeah. then you know what? What's Nettle gonna do? What's Nettle gonna hey, do? She's gonna hey, trot her happy ass from... through one of them little totem poles and come and get her. All Fitz has to do is go to Ketrican. He can overrule her. He outranks her. But, but like the pop, real does he though? I don't know if he does. Yes, I think they're old friends. So. But like Nettle's, the chivalry farseer, son of chivalry farseer, definitely outranks the bastard daughter skill mistress yeah. for sure. But like, but he doesn't hold office though. 
No, but he could have been but king. But Catrican doesn't care. He could have been yeah. king. He could have been king. Right. Like, he could have been king. He still could probably jank that shit if but he, he wanted it's, it. He, it's he saved he the world twice. He could, be, he could have been king. Yep. He All he needs to do is act normal for an hour in front of Catrican, and he can totally convince her... You know, I can raise this daughter. She's mine. Give her to me. I gave you Nettle. You have the rest of my children. We're going to go on a road trip. Like, whatever. <laughs> Nettle would lose. Okay. Nettle would lose. Can we just talk about why Fitz doesn't have any inkling that... Okay, like, he knows he didn't fuck the fool, right? Like, he knows. He's like, I didn't have sex with the fool, and I know that... I that have wasn't... to turn my camera off. <laughs> But like, I mean, I, I I guess I understand his ignorance about it. But his fucking daughter is a wife, right, obviously. Control of my face. It's she... too late. I saw the moment your face twitched. I was like, okay. But like, it's sort of stupid that Fitz is like, I don't, I don't like who's this son? Like, it's sort of like who's the son? Oh, by the way, my daughter I mean, we has know. prophetic this dreams. This is an open right. We're we just... know. The reader is just Fitz waiting is for always Fitz the last to stop fucking being a person fucking to idiot. figure out everything. Yeah. So of course it's yeah. He is the most incompetent first person. Like it, it's it's it. I mean, well, he's always been overly concerned with plumbing, and so he's like, he yeah, he's like, I didn't fuck him. So who did the? He's fool like, fuck? who's the fool fucking? It's like right, nobody. And he's also, right. you know, that the fool is some other. Th- Type of creature. He could have skill diddled him through his fingerprint. We don't know. That that's it, there was probably this is where this is where it entered maybe, and then <laughs> that's it oh, all. I mean, we're I mean we're not we're also not talking all, at all. Oh! About, like Night Eyes is still you, there's still an image of Night Eyes on Fitz, and yep. we know that there's an image there's really of Night, Night Eyes, Eyes on B. How is mm-hmm. how is Night Eyes not part of There's, this equation? Is that, like, is that fake? Is that not an essence of Night yeah, Eyes? Yeah, and we right. we like, know yeah. that the fool, and we know that Fitz, they were kind of like they switched bodies for a bit, and as they were they were like kind of one person there for a bit. Why why is that not the same as? Why doesn't Fitz remember that that happened? It's just it's because the men of black always... came and wiped him out. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he's not he's referencing he's like, any wait. historical information. Like, what? What's happening? Like, I don't. I this. What's this about? And I I know Joey wasn't there for the previous like the dragon stuff, but like the dragons, they skill link with people, and the people they change. Pe- the people change, right? So like skill links yeah. have they have a. An effect. Just kind of, it's like a so, bleeding. Waiting, like I mean, we don't know, but but now we got to go through this chat, some chapter in the future where we fucking have to go look for this. There's gonna be a lot. It just, I, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm like, I just want to acknowledge that that's obvious. <laughs> like halfway through the book, he's like, I'm. <laughs> No, I know. I just, 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 I I want to talk about the plumbing, though. I want to talk about the plumbing for a second. Okay, well, I'm going to leave if you are. My thing is, is like, I don't really care about figuring, about Fitz figuring out who B is and how B came to be. Same. So much as like, why does B exist and what is going to happen at the end of that storyline? Yeah. 
Also, what? Well, but I feel like we're gonna on. spend the next like seven hundred and fifty pages going. You know, the, the, the power you know what it is? song or something. <laughs> it's like it's like um oh shit it's like in um game of thrones when he's when he's fucking like doing all that detective work like who could possibly be the son of 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 the king anyone yeah. in the world because the king was a whore no it was I like mean... it was like brown hair <laughs> genealogy and it's like okay that's one of his bastards that's no. one of his bastards and it's like dude like it's obvious like when you when your audience knows better than the main character i think it's right. a bad sign and it's frustrating yeah. yeah yeah well and i think i mean this is obviously on purpose right like hob doesn't think that her audience is stupid we've read all these books like we know what's going on and i i i do kind of like what is the purpose what is what is the reason that we have to like put up with this stupid ass fits who's bumbling around and i think it's because this fits this particular fits this retired fits who's married with kids living at withy woods tom badgerlock holder badgerlock isn't fit chivalry farseer and he's not living up to his potential and i think we're supposed to be like cast off this life this life is not what we read about we don't want to read about holder badgerlock going through the sheep genealogy and like ordering potatoes for winterfest or like whatever like we want to read about the adventures of the bastard the witted bastard so like let's fucking do this but we first have to be we have to be as readers we have to have something proven to us that this happy ending isn't enough isn't enough i get what you're saying but i as you know? a reader want to read about horses <laughs> is that in a new ch- that's in a chapter coming up <laughs> But there's going to be more horses if you, you know, have to ride one to go somewhere, right? True. And that's beautiful. That's the most important part of horses. Amen. <laughs> it is the most important part. It's the riding part. I agree. You know, they have this machine where you can, like, ride a horse and watch a video and it, like, multi. But the thing about it is, is it doesn't replicate velocity. It can replicate, like, the motion, but it can't replicate the the little tiny bit of fear that lives inside of you like barbie horse adventure wait are you talking about a vr thing <laughs> no it's like a it's like a fake ass horse that you sit on in vr and you like watch a screen yes no they're not in vr they're not in vr in the VR. videos it's like a you know it's like what those race car games on a horse. mario horse mario horse yes. <laughs> You just you just strap each of the switch handles to your feet and you canter <laughs> around in your backyard. It's my dream. <laughs> I was so good at that. Actually. Rachel and my sister used to pretend to be horses and trot around the yard, and we would take our inner tubes for floats from the pool, and we would stack them, and they would jump the inner tubes. They could jump over like three of those fucking things when they were kids. It's wild. You know how high you can jump if you don't run like a human? If you canter like a horse, you can jump so high. You become part horse. I was always too terrified of, um, I, I was always scared of hurting myself when I was little, still am, and so I would never try anything, so I just let them do it because I knew that I would just trip and break a bone. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I did. I did break bones. So. Yeah. So did Alexis. You were, you were, you were right. Just didn't really want to yeah. go through it. Drama. Um. All right. Are we good on this chapter? Yeah. We got. I mean, do we want to talk about the the eating the eyeballs, the moving the moving thing mm. inside the eyeballs, mm. and eating her from the inside yeah. out? Or is that is that the horror level that we expect from Hob? Don't need that. Don't she need could go happen. further, but I'm fine with leaving it. Yeah. I mean, I have spent a lot of time just, like, picturing that because it is so horrible just to think of, like, looking at someone whose eyes look like eyes, but inside the eye there's just, like, something moving The eye doctor does the little light jimmy and he's like, oh, you got something moving in there. And it's not little. It's, like, you know, big enough to eat you. (laughs) Well, I mean, a maggot can eat you. locked it out. I did not. Well, that's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, not yep. like you know, you've like either got freaking... floaters or your eyes are being eaten from the inside out. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Next Money. time, listeners, listeers, next time you have a floater, it's not a floater. No, got no migraine Thanks, for guys. you. You got bugs. It's fine. You got the bugs. Um, I would just before we jump to the next one, I just little shout out to Fitz being like, I hate murdering people. It's horrible, but I love murdering people. Yeah, <laughs> I feel so powerful yeah. when I murder people. Like, you I know, some now. people feel really great when they kill people. Um, not me. Not, not I me. I definitely <laughs> didn't yeah. feel great. But it is, you know, I can, I can kind of get it. Did I tingle inside <laughs> a little bit? Like, yeah, but like not because I liked it. I had to. She, it was mercy. <laughs> I'm like, what if we just dig the eyes out? Would that do it? Yes. I think it was everywhere, though, wasn't it? It was everywhere. Just in her fucking eyes. She was gurgling up blood. That's not from her eyeballs. She was fucked. She was <laughs> yeah. Fucked. Oh, sorry. God, my computer always yells during our show. Did we need the torture porn of like her struggling at the last second? Look, mm. think of back on these books that we have read, okay? We've got people with horrible wings coming out of their back. We've got people whose backs have been peeled off and frozen to the floor. Yeah. We've, you know, we've got pretty, like there's the there torture, are these yeah, amazing part for the course. Yeah. But there's these amazing moments of yeah. of of torture that and horror that I you know I I've I've said this before, but I think that Hobbes should write a horror novel. I yes. think she'd be amazing at it. That short story we read where they didn't know what was happening and they were all like they found them around the tree with their eyes open. Like that shit that's like that's I don't know, one of the scariest things I've read. It reminded me of reading Annihilation. Like, I don't know, up at 2 a.m. Like, I wish she would write a horror Maybe she will. It's October after all. The the other short story with the the husband that was trying to murder the wife and the the son. Yeah, the the son. Then the cat strangely intervened. But, like, it was, like, pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just watched to? actually Cat's Meat. Oh, uh, you so didn't did read the read short that? stories, I guess. Oh, oh yeah, you weren't on this? that episode. Uh, is this some like in between, like one of the yeah. 12 dragon books? There's also a scary one about pixies that you do a favor for and then you think that they're going to help you, but they help Major you brain. like Amelia Bedelia. So they, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, they it's kill Goosebumps, you. basically. Yeah. Goosebumps. Or whatever. Are you afraid the last of the dark? Part two, so I don't need any more like morbid horror like humanity's fucked everything's terrible zombies with mushrooms are gonna eat you well if if we ever see robin hobb at a panel that's the question that we should ask is like 
you're you really great where at is these your really fucking you horrible scenes. Like, when up. are you going to do a horror story? Robin Hobb, you're very fucked up. When are you going to write horror? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, like, but horror works so well when you can make it emotional and we can make people really invested in the characters so that you're invested when they're hurt and when they're feeling pain or when they're scared. So And she's so good at that. And I think that if she just takes that part and extends it for the whole thing it could be really amazing i feel like and her her grotesque i feel like she'd be like fits and be like oh no i don't like writing that kind of stuff but it makes me it's like do you though but i love it she's so good at it she's so good at being gross and horrifying i I mean it's a new genre so maybe that's the problem it's like a genre jump and like those readers don't know her but let's pick on a different name she could come up with a cool horror name you know rh uh, bumps. <laughs> R. 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 Oh, yeah. Mr. R.H. Bumps. R. She just has herpes and it's terrifying. Marty writing the email to her. Remember that time yeah, when you described the sex scene news. between Jenna and Fitz? <laughs> well, boy, do I have a vision for you. Erotica's not the genre. I would Erotica. Pick, you're right. you're right. I, yeah, I thought it was horror. Erotica. Yeah, I mean yeah. it is horror. It absolutely is. <laughs> it's yes. I would Erotica's argue horror. that absolutely it's horrific. Simple thing that but read. thorough horror. Thorough <laughs> work work with like horror. I did just watch a TikTok where Brandon Sanderson referred to Robin Hobb as the the mom the fan the mom of fantasy. Rude. And I think that's a I think that's a very good. Um, mom, um, we're we're we've just given mean? a great counter to that because she's actually really fucking scary, and we should. Uh, he just didn't know how to say her. she's old and a woman. Did he just look well, like think, a photo? So. Like, yeah. Like no, a, they were talking about how like nice a mom. she is to everyone. That's a, <laughs> they were talking about how nice she is. Bullshit, and like, they, whatever. Yeah, because, like, I get when you're referring to someone as just, like, as, like, the father of whatever, or, like, the the mother of horror could be Mary Shelley, but, like, I don't, like, I wouldn't consider Robin Hobb the mother of anything except, like, a really sad farm (laughs) that I don't like reading about on Instagram. (laughs) You think her, you think her farm is sad? Yeah. What does she grow? Like cauliflower? <laughs> it's really she's just like she can't have happiness for one second. At it's that only place. like depression era farming techniques. And like I have too eats. many apples, and <laughs> I am so depressed about it. It has ruined my life. Like I that's found a, a ladder. It's broken. I don't think yes, that, and I that's, my life is like this ladder. ladder. I think that means yeah. that Robin is sad and not her farm. <laughs> Have you read her books? I think she's been. I think she. I think melancholy is like her, her standard. Yeah, that's just which like I, her I mean state I appreciate, being, which is fine. That's how she like pumps she's, out these books. She's the smarter you are, the more you know aware you are of of entropy and existential, you know, and existential crap. So it's really a compliment. All right, I'm gonna move us on. We're on chapter eighteen. It's called Invisibility, or Let the Cat Eat a Snack. <laughs> this chapter starts with some unsent mail from Fitzchivalry, a very heterosexual family man whose great love, a woman, has recently died. And it says to a man, Beloved, I knew peace in your presence, and I long for you. 
I want to touch your shoulders. What horrible business are you in if your messenger risks so much for you? Old friend, I am tormented. So, very normal. Anyway, B is pissed that... Oh, I have to put my drink down. Hold on, sorry. Because I can't be pissed she had to put right. her drink down. B, B is pissed that Fitz has gone off to comfort a wailing Sean, who is frightened by a howling cat in her wall. What a bitch. She finds a lovely red dress that Molly had made for a growing girl. Like her father, red is B's favorite color. So at least she's dressed, the poor thing. B scuttles into the walls to feed the howling cat, which is the only way to shut up a howling cat. Why doesn't Sean get it? And finds the messenger's fallen butterfly cloak. Its description brings to mind the robes of the elderling city and the fool's tent from Aslifjall, but B wouldn't know that. She spends some time getting into the wall from this room with Stripey Cat's assistance, and then they're off to the pantry for some fish. Stripey is fed and watered. B once again wishes for her own belt knife, the better to cut snossages down from the rafters and not at all for stabbing bullies. <laughs> and before anyone can discover them, it's back into the walls. B has become very adept at navigating the dark and cramped warren in the walls of Withy Woods. I hope she has a really good radio station to listen to on her adventures. And Stripey has gotten excellent at killing the rats that were trashing up the joint. B spies on Fitz from her hidey hole and hides her new butterfly cloak and is sitting pathetically by the time Fitz checks on her. Oh, cub, your candle has gone out. Are wolves afraid of the dark, Fitz? You dolt. Fitz is on a mission to put B to bed, but she can't go in her room as it's full of bedbug linens, and they can't sleep in Fitz's room because, as we all recall, its current state is like a cross between hoarders and train spotting. Instead, Fitz takes them to Molly's study, which I thought we had established was also the nursery, but Fitz remembers nothing. He leaves her there in this cozy room, her red dress covered in cobwebs, feeling Molly's very conspicuous absence in the light of the candles. Side note, I think this would be a very sad but beautiful scene to illustrate in the other illustrated versions of these books, not just the first trilogy. Okay, thanks. Bye. I just got that uh, her favorite color is red, Molly red skirts. Mm -hmm. Right now, at this hour. That's why red. That's why Fitz likes red too. That's the only color he can see. I'm pretty sure he's colorblind. So. He's colorblind. Or he's like that dramatic red. photography that's done in black and white, and then it's just the red. Some like red. in just yeah, red. in um, the Vanderpump Rules flashback scene, still pick a color. <laughs> to, okay, deep cut. It's fine. <laughs> Very short chapter for once, um, but, you know, I think we have to know that B is actually not traumatized and she's just kind of like vibing in the wall and concentrating on her new friend that's Kat and she's gathering things and missing her mom, I kind but not traumatized. I kind of love that every cat is the same personality. <laughs> in all of these stories. Which is funny because your cats are two very different people. <laughs> Which one of your cats is the most like a Robin Hobb Robin. cat? Moira, for sure. But Ash is, uh, is traumatized something. I don't I don't know what's wrong with her. What have you done? What did I you do? think I babied her too much, and now she's just a baby. She doesn't know how to do anything <laughs> but cry. Well, you can talk you can talk to Joey about that because he has a little baby cat as well. Moira's she turns eighteen this year. Like, I flick the light switch, and Moira's like. <gasps> 
Like, she jumps. Yeah. And I think it's after I had all of the work done on my house because it was very loud and it sounded like it was being knocked over. And ever since then, she's just, like, super jumpy and skittish and terrified of everything. Aww. The more traumatic stuff that has happened to us, the less whiteout cares. Yeah, nice. She's... Bottle like, it true up True New York fashion. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, when, she's when the fire out. happened, she was just like, what? Yeah, because she got out. That's fine. Shit. She's all of us, damn. Can you feed me? It's like, no, we're not, we're not eating right now. We're getting out of the burning building. But I'm hungry. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Although Joey locked her up in our bedroom when the, our landlord was doing work on our bathroom, and apparently she was very unhappy about that. She wanted to investigate. Yeah, she, doesn't, doesn't, I she was doing a there. ghost. I went in there and I petted her a bit and she went finally calmed down and then I went back out into the world. She was doing the ghost impression. Wow. You know, Meow. like, Meow. that's what Sean was crying. Wow. Like, crack of the door. Once in the dead of night, I had never heard a cat in heat before and there used Ugh. to be this little alley outside my bedroom window and I would have nightmares about like a man standing in the window in that alley and one night at 1am I heard what I did not know was a cat in heat it's... and it had not been a sound I'd heard before and I was petrified. It's horrifying. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm in the city. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> you, you, Like every cartoon you threw a boot at the cat. I did. I broke my window. Well, this wasn't a cat in heat. This was just a cat like, hey, you fucking locked me in the wall without any food or water, you dumbasses. Let me out. Let me out of here. So it sounded like ash. I'm I'm a tuxedo cat who is, for some reason, named Stripey. And I would like some water. Why is he called Stripey? He's a tuxedo He could be a tabby tuxedo. Moira's a tabby tuxedo. She has stripes and a tuxedo. Oh, I guess so. I feel like this was a black and white cat. I think I felt like this cat was described as a black and white cat and not at all with Does, stripes. Is the cat talking to her? Is that oh is yeah. That happening? yeah? We don't. Yeah, cats can talk to. We don't get they to want. hear the conversation, but they are talking to each other. So is she witted or what? no? Cats like, can talk to anybody. But like nobody, nobody's like, oh, the cats are just talking to me, and I'm not witted. I mean, she is, uh, you know, Fitz's daughter. So I think we're, we are at she, this point she supposed may be, to be like, well, she it's may 50, be 50. Witted. She could be witted. It's a little, maybe. Yeah, little she really witted. wants another. She, <laughs> she really, you know, she really she wanted those witty. kittens when she was younger. This is that. Kittens, yeah. Like a little soup. Yeah. This cat is Which one I of those kittens. I still have in my cupboard because it, it is. This is one of those kittens. Them. Yeah. How do you know it's one of those kittens? This is one of the, because she brought it in. They wanted it to be a barn cat, and she decided that it was going to be in the house. Am I, I feel like something? you're making up an know. entirely missed... separate story. Yeah, I missed <laughs> Never that. mind. Those cats stayed in the thing. barn. This is just, this was the cat that was in the house. Cat just hang, hung out. This was the house mouse cat, not the barn mouse cat. No, this was the cat that she wanted, and then Tollerman sent it to the house, No. Maybe that happened. I don't know. I missed that. I thought that everyone said, no, don't send us a cat. Right. And then they, she got the cat anyway no, and put it in I the think this is. Like I think this cat was a pre-existing at-the-house cat. Mm, no, because there are no animals in the house because Fitz doesn't allow them. But I mean, like, one that just kind of, like, meanders Fucking around on the, on the fringe. 
telling you, this is one of those kittens. This is one of the cats that she wanted Fresh to like. Spoilers. Where's Jenny when we need her? Where's Jenny when we need her? She always knows all the trivia. She knows that shit. We're going to get another two star review because we can't remember the details. <laughs> about Jesus, the cat. rereaders. Can't you remember shit? No one's listening. No one's <laughs> listening. We're not on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> We're nobody. <laughs> validate me please i don't really have anything else to say about this chapter when i picked it i didn't realize it was only five pages it was quick long. and breezy i loved it it was refreshing more like this i know that sometimes people have a problem when chapters are not all the same exact length but i really like that because if a scene is only required to be yeah. a couple yeah. pages long then it shouldn't be longer it should just be its own chapter it's also fine. i am I not like mad chapters. at books that do very short chapters and just like a fuck ton of them it feels like you're yeah, sometimes you're on something. the train yeah and sometimes you don't have an hour sometimes you only have 15 right? minutes and you can feel like you're getting through the chapter because you actually can finish hear that authors sometimes we have a life how dare you <laughs> but also please feel free to write really long descriptions about your your tormented characters in love and touching each other for me thanks like 30 pages what kind of no touching but yeah. diametrically opposed i think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for different things well you know there's something here for everyone i don't like really really long descriptions though so i do i i like it i end up being like and the last word is there and i jump is it too long to tattoo on my body but i'm gonna try anyway yeah that's what i want i like dialogue you hear that? You hear that, Denny's? If you're listening to an audiobook, it's all dialogue. <laughs> Did, was there a lot of planned silence in Dune that Joey wasn't a fan of? It was just a lot of this. I well, I mean, it was. I'm not saying anything right yeah. now because I do not want to influence people. As a, I appreciate I that. I hate say. even hearing people like thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm like, I don't want to hear shit. Exactly. I'm not even doing. Every... I'm, I'm not even doing that, but I mean, because well, everyone's coming trailer, to me because I, you know, yeah. <laughs> there they're are like, a lot of oh, mystery. what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you shit because yeah. then if you like it or don't like it, when or page or six reached out to Rachel last fault. night, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not taking any press right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. Eli, go. All right. Chapter 19 The Beaten Man, or our, you know, the beaten reader am i right um <laughs> the intro is the most interesting part of this chapter so forgive me if i quote the entire thing verbatim and in a time that no one expects when hope is dead and white prophets fled in a place where he cannot be found there will be discovered the unexpected son he will not be known to his father and motherless he will grow he will be the pebble in the track that shifts the wheel from its course. Death will thirst for him, but time and again the thirst will go unslaked. Buried and lifted, forgotten, unnamed, in isolation and disgrace, he will yet prevail in the hand of the white prophet who wields him without compassion or mercy for the tool that must be dulled and chipped to shape a better world. Fitz is staying up late, reading this bit of prophecy, wondering about the message from the Pale Lady. It doesn't take long for memories of the fool to start frolicking about his head, 
Fitz is jealous because he thought that he was the unexpected son and son. And really hearing anything else is both rude, both rude and unexpected. Because no matter how self-deprecating he is, deep down he knows he's the chosen one, destined to be the hero, the only one who can solve <laughs> anyone's problems. I'm the hero. What about me? <laughs> I could be your Ashley, hero, are you putting baby? tape on your fist? Oh my god. Fitz pouts about the fool not loving him for about the first eight out of the 30 minutes of this audio chapter before realizing the similarities between this pale messenger and the one that was murdered in his house years ago. Oh, thank Ida. The fool still loves me. He only waited 15 years to reach out, not 25. Good. Now Fitz can finally go to sleep. It's hard to sleep when you're agonizing over your crush. Am I right? Fitz starts to drift <laughs> off into a nice dream, hanging out in the snow with night eyes, when suddenly, dun, 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 the Imperial March breaks out through his dreams. It's his ringtone for shade. I'm really trying to make this interesting, guys. I don't I don't know what else to say. I'm just trying to make this funny. It's perfection. Um, I love it. Very good. Um, it looks like Fitz Vigilant got beat up, and Shade is worried that his wicked stepmother is going to murder him. So, sorry, Fitz. Here's another shitty young adult to look after. Normally, I think that Shade is the coolest guy around, but right now he's being a helicopter mom. In this chapter, he's worried about Shun being afraid of ghosts, and I'm going to helicopter right out of this section. After hanging out with Shade, uh, after hanging up with Shade, uh, and rather than going to sleep, Fitz contemplates whether or not he's training B up to be another assassin's apprentice. Lol. Oops. Um, That's the only parenting he knows. Yep. It's the parenting he got. Well, while I'm not sleeping, says Fitz, he's now walking about the banner. He checks out every different color of room. He's also thinking about everything there is to think about on this, and this is exactly why I, what I'm like when I'm anxious about work and my brain races all night, all night long. Fitz is now in the kitchen, and you know what? Go to bed, dummy. I refuse to talk about this section anymore. Um, and then, actually, he takes my sage advice, and Fitz finally passes out in the kitchen. He wakes up to the cook berating him for being in the way. And with that, my summary ends. I think this is kind of uh, in an empty chapter, but it's nice for world building, and I just like hanging out with Fitz. But next time, go to bed sooner, though, hero. I can relate so, deeply to not being able to go to sleep, so. Yep. Shade? You know how Shade is always like, I have everything in control, I have a plan for everything, I have a character for every situation, I know everything about everyone, I have people everywhere. He is completely out of control right now. He's got, like, all these kids that he's like, I don't know what to do with them, I'm sending them to Fitz. Like, all why? He's... <laughs> It's like it's like Batman at this point, you know. It's like I got an orphan. Send yeah. it on. Let's put him in this house. Send it to. Uh, hey Fitz, yeah. you up? Uh, you up? I got another kid. You need a you need a, a kid? kid? I got a kid here. <laughs> you, I want you to traumatize them, but in an interesting you know, like, way. Do it kindly. <laughs> Wait. So is that sh is shade then Batman, and that makes Fitz Nightwing or? No, Shade is Shade is 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 what's Alfred? Butler's name? Yeah, yeah, Alfred. <laughs> Nightwing. Nightwing. You don't know who be... Nightwing is? Uh, it's it's got to be no. Nettle or Riddle. 
I mean, the Bat Fam is is large. There are many, many orphans in that. Duty's in that not. Fam. Duty's not. <laughs> Ashley, duty's what not. Are you no, doing? Ashley slowly <laughs> putting on a goatee. Oh. <laughs> Dario style. <laughs> it's blue. Yeah, it's a like Dario. It's tape. a Dario look this right there. That's what I do when you guys can't see me. I have. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts. You slowly put on facial hair. I always am like drawing or making little paper foldy what's it or I have I gotta do something with my hands. It drives me. Are you serious? Oh, I'm dead We've serious. been robbed. We've been robbed of this experience. This is Patreon shit. Subscribe to Patreon our Patreon shit. and you will be able to see Ashley slowly putting on a blue goatee. Yoga. Does the Airbender's arrow point up or down? Down. 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 That's what I thought. <laughs> Otherwise, it would look like a middle finger on the head. Well, he, he kind of was given a big middle finger to all of people. <laughs> all right, Ashley. I hope you get a I screenshot like of this so I can share Oh, hang on. I could take My this. face is too greasy. It's not sticking terribly well. It's the end of the day. I got everybody. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Okay, so Shade has all these kids, and he keeps sending them to Batman Fitz. And Fitz is like, sure, send him on down. I don't care, Red Rover. And he's not doing a super great job with the ones that he has. So, But Shade doesn't seem to give a shit, so. Well, Shade, like, really wants them out of Buckheap. So since, I mean, I guess Buckheap is a very, I'm so, I'm trying really hard. I know, right? I can't. Oh, Ashley. Just oh <laughs> I, just I can't you contain. Can handle my... No, don't no, take it away. <laughs> we pay the Patreon. You can't take it away. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's like Buckkeep is very, very dangerous right now. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it was dangerous when Fitz was there, but Fitz was a kid and was kind of not aware of just how da- I mean he did almost die. I guess I'm just full of shit. But but it's like it's like Shade says, I, I don't trust anyone more than you, other right. than myself. Which is nice. It's nice to know that like Fitz who ha- who kind of has this complex that he's a little kid and Shade is his dad and, you know, gives him things to do that Shade that Fitz is actually grown up and they're friends and they can depend on mm-hmm. each other. What do we think about the, um, is it a dream? He's he has, like, running little... around in the snow with night eyes for about five yeah, seconds. Yeah, he's, an... he's, an... he's a wolf. I thought it was sweet, and I kind of related to it because, I don't know, like, sometimes you do have those dreams that are just so lovely and you just don't want to ever wake up from them and something really obnoxious like your alarm or a cat crawling on your face or, like, the garbage truck will wake you up from them. And (laughs) it's like, it'll happen and then I'll be like, no, I can fall back asleep. Like, I can pick up where I left off and, like, once every a thousand times you can, but most times you've been booted out of the dream and you can't get back to it. And you're like, oh, but it felt so good. It feels like good. a superpower. It, yeah, it felt so yeah. amazing. And it like, it's both a good thing and a bad or, thing because you have to stop feeling it, you know? I like the ones where you can swim in the water or in space and you can still breathe. Those are cool. 
guess that's just mine are yeah. um, <laughs> no yeah i mean mine are always like, like i found you... like a partner and i'm like just so tragically happy and that makes it a little more depressing Aww. but you know it is what it is eli can you read the prophecy one oh more you time? want me to read again hmm. can you read the prophecy because i want to talk about the prophecy because it's you know yeah it's not about you we want to talk about the props. <laughs> well, way to ruin it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and in a time that no one expects, when hope is dead and white prophets fled, in a place where he cannot be found, there will be discovered the unexpected son. He will not be known to his father and motherless he will grow. He will be the pebble in the track that shifts the wheel from its course. Death will thirst for him, but time and again that thirst will go unslaked. Buried and lifted, forgotten, unnamed, in isolation and disgrace, he will yet prevail in the hand of the white prophet who wields him. Without compassion or mercy, for the tool that must be dulled and chipped to shape a better world. That's not not about Fitz. I think that it is about Fitz, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the buried and lifted. So he was he was buried yep. and lifted out. He has been unnamed. He's known as Tom Badgerlock now. He so he he's known as the witted bastard. So he does live in disgrace. He has a white prophet. Can it be about Death. the fool though? Well, the fool is the white prophet, so. Oh, yeah, big hand. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, yeah. It's not, not about Fitz. Like, I don't feel like Fitz should be like, oh, I thought this was about me. Well, but it's he not. needs to sit on the pity pot, and so he needs to think that. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. I mean, if it is about B, or if there is another character that's going to end up being the unexpected son, we don't know about them so we can't apply it to them and i i mean that's the danger with prophecy right like it's in hindsight and you can always apply it it always sounds like like there's probably characters in the dragon books that we could apply this to that were literally lifted by a dragon or you know it's the thing about prophecy i don't know yeah. this fits hindsight, it makes this fits sense. really well and he did save the world a couple times twice a couple times yeah 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 uh, Fitz, it's okay. You still did good. You still served a sure purpose. Sure is not fucking Keeble Raw Bread. Sick <laughs> <laughs> burn. Actually, Keeble Raw Bread's mother died when he was an infant, so he did grow up mother. Raw Bread! I'm kidding. Raw I'm kidding. He got lifted from death. <laughs> it's not he him. had no mother house, and he... Yep, it's him. It's definitely that He guy. was buried underground as a dragon and then th flew in the air. <laughs> maybe it just applies to every catalyst born between like a certain like hundred year period <laughs> like they'll all just go through I was gonna say I mean it could end up applying to somebody else you never know I mean if you're a prophet and you want to make money then you just have to be as vague as possible like your prophet your prophecies have to apply to as many people as possible so that you can then make some money on you know this is why psychics are evil yeah. 
This is why they make yeah, money. T- yeah, psychics and magicians just, you what's, know, quit your jobs. You're what's good. funny is, like, the obsession in genre, in, uh, in genre fiction specifically with people who can see the future. Like, there are so many fantasy novels and science fiction novels where a, char- a very important character can see the future. And they always see true or they see true or misinterpret it and that's their downfall Mm -hmm. and yet in real life psychics are evil right like it's charlatanry we don't think that they're like not you know stealing people's money why is that why do we like idolize this ability in fiction and not in because it's fiction and there's magic and dragons so it's (laughs) probably so it might be just a hedge witch it might be real I mean, yeah, they also have bullshit people, but... So you think if we had people in real life that could do it... Yeah, if a fucking psychic showed me a dragon, I'd be like, alright, maybe you're onto something, asshole, but otherwise, (laughs) like, fuck off. Like, all your prophecies are bullshit. I mean, like, I don't know. The whole thing about... I still wouldn't like them. Yeah, I mean, I would like to live in a world where psychics could talk to our deceased and not be scamming people with (laughs) bugged wires and (laughs) plants listening to things ahead of time. But that's not the world we live in, and that's like, I I don't know why we read fantasy, right? The escape to the world we want to Well, it's pure, because especially with the fool, like, we know the fool's not lying. We know that the fool's trying his best. And I think, I I don't know. I I'm thinking even. Wow, Ashley. Wow. <laughs> oh man, that's like war paint. God, the woad. It's just you should come like this to the fair. Like I don't yeah. know why you're worried. <laughs> you look so good. Bananas. It's like half cat, half. Yeah, I heart. felt like I looked. Yeah, you're on like cat. a character in cats. Is this really what you're doing every time and we don't get to I've see it? I've absolutely put tape on my face before, yes. <laughs> you didn't just wake up and, like, do this the first time. This took practice. Yeah, this is pretty good. It's very symmetrical and, like, there's, 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 this has happened before. And it will happen again. It will. Is time the wheel that turns or the blue tape it leaves behind? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a quiet section. I'm trying to get us. No, you did. No, you did. So good. (laughs) This whole Um, this like what chapter are we getting to? Twenty. Is there what's left here? I mean, how many chapters are left? That's what I was thinking when I was first reading the book. Uh, (laughs) I mean, no. I mean, I know all the first books and all the trilogies are just. Low, Joey, I mean, when you said, build. do you have a physical copy of this book? And then I pointed to it and you picked it up and walked away. I don't know if you put it back, but you should. How big was the book? Pretty big-ish. I mean, I don't know. It was like a book size. Oh, know. God. That's how big it is in real life? Oh, all right. That's this is from Yale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's thick. The hardcover. And can you show us where we are currently? Can you show us chapter 20 so in the book? This is at the start of 21. Yeah. Oh man, the podcast is gonna end someday. <laughs> Don't think of We're it. We're mortal. I hate it. Uh oh. We'll all die at the end of the podcast. If you forever. die in the podcast, you die in real life. The never ending story. <laughs> Wait, so if Atreyu died, did the did the kid that was reading it die too? 
No, he just went back. It ate another sandwich. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he got on the fucking. He got on the white dragon. No, what he did was dog. he wrote some fanfic where a tree <laughs> lives. Bangalore or whatever. Yeah, he went online to Ao3 actually. He got a lot. Beat up his tree. Fucking lives. He got a lot of kudos, so, and that's how we how we remember him today. And that's how that movie ends. Yes, we, we found fanfic. But um, if the kid, but if a Treyu died though, he would have fucking died, and that's what was at stake. The, that would you have been know. the ending story. The definitely the ending story. Found him like found his ending. fucking corpse up in that school, <laughs> fucking attic or whatever it was, and he was dead up there. Where was he? Was he in the his library school. or in the attic? Was he in a janitor's closet? That, he was in the attic at school where they. Kept I don't. All my like school did not have a stuff. fucking attic. Whose school time? Well, it could have. You know, you don't know. Pacific yeah, you never been there. There were there were, there were little. Did you ever see the pool on the roof? Yeah. I guess you were uncool in school, Joey. Yeah. Wow. Inside of those, not inside of those drop ceiling tiles, it was just all attic space. It's all it booze all, up all there. Dead little little it's boys. Definitely where they keep Joey. See for sure. Mm-hmm. You're either cool enough to find the cool spots to hang out, or you're bullied so badly that you get into the wall because to you get away. Jump into it, and you find a cool place to hang out and read. Your only friends you are rats. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> fucking school got bulldozed after my senior year and turned into a goddamn Walmart. So apparently, I did not go to a cool school. I went to a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you put that on your resume. <laughs> High school, Walmart, Walmart, high school, school of hard knocks. Well, speaking of kids who get bullied and get in the wall, B. Chapter 20 is called The Morning After, which is not a title I like to think about, but I have alternated the title into Horse Girl. And like Eli, I was really entranced by the introduction of this chapter, so I too will read it verbatim. Quote, it's really hard to kill someone, actually. End quote. Murder for singles, translated from the Chalcedonian. <laughs> B wakes up all tucked in on the couch and reflects on the previous day, where something about a corpse, and more importantly, that bitch shunned showing up. B walks back to her room to get changed and is stared at by, quote, four newly hired women and a beefy man. Who is he? I want to know. B changes into a terrifying little Michael's fall decor scarecrow (laughs) and goes to find everyone eating breakfast without her, which is infuriating. And this is the most emotion I have felt in this book, and it's outrage. Shun says that... Children need more sleep than adults, which is a very neutral thing to say, and I'm not sure what she did wrong here, but B hates that. And she says that ghosts don't follow people from place to place. We get our first confirmation that Shun isn't particularly hot, because B thinks if she had been a cat, she would have hissed at me, which is not the same as moving with cat-like grace. Riddle asks what B's plans are for the day, and B, trying to absolutely wreck Shun, says, I want you to teach me to ride an horse all day. (laughs) I could feel Fitz's heart open up and start to bleed all the way in this dimension. Fitz says that he thought B didn't want to ride because she thought it was uncomfortable to sit on another creature's back and tell it where to go. 
And Chun replies with probably my favorite thing to keep in my back pocket when I'm alone at a wedding, which is, what an odd thing to say. B is like, well, if I want to visit my sister at Buckkeep, I should probably learn horse. We also learned that Fisk kept the same horse for B. She has one white hoof and we do not get her name. What is it? Is it as bad as my black? Is it dapple ass? I want a name. <laughs> Fitz says no trips to Buckkeep, but yes trips to homeschool because Fitz Vigilant is going to be her tutor. Shun is very curious as to whether she was mentioned by Shade in the singing telegram job announcement, but Fitz is like, no. Shun and Fitz have an exchange about the painting of the yellow suite of the estate to paint it mauve to suit her. And this had me reimagining the entire structure of this building. And then I was like, what were they painting interiors with? And how did it not smell like poison for weeks? So I looked it up. And in the late Middle Ages, you could paint your home with lime wash, which is lime and water, and a chalk made from animal bones. <laughs> and you couldn't go to Valspar and get a mauve, but you could paint your house many shades of yellow, red, brown, or burn colors to get something darker. And because they're water-based, you're not going to choke to death. So Withy Woods has plaster walls, which was not what I was picturing. <laughs> Turns out. And uh, to end the chapter, B goes to the smoldering pile of messenger and expects to find a radical skull, but nothing is there. On her way back to the house, she finds a little black kitten and offers him a job. And in a very caddish manner, he ignores her and walks away. Oh, so I've mixed up the cat. Yeah, that's Man, you don't know different cat. the cats in the story. I'm so sorry, cats. I'm so sorry, cats of Roteland. Mm. Listeners, I'm ready for you to roast her. You know what? I deserve the two stars. It's fine. <laughs> so, Alyssa, what were you... Um, I'm super into interior up. design. What were you envisioning mm. the walls as? I just Is pictured stone. Like oh, I'm in stone. full castle mode. And I and like you oh. can't like people did paint the stone walls of their castles as well but i was like i just kind of reimagined like wait this is an estate this isn't a castle and i just wasn't picturing that up until now and then yeah and it's plaster they've been using plaster in my mind withy woods is just wingford and wingford yeah i same i mean (laughs) i didn't picture it yeah yeah they were like tutor level like with like big like like big pieces of wood that are fucking coming up and like just also, yeah, just plaster. to let you know, lime wash is very on trend right now in these current days. It's very on trend right now. Current days, what yeah, the fuck it is. People lime are lime washing the shit out of like their porches, their sidewalks, their bedrooms, their fireplaces. Like people are lime washing. Yeah, everything. like three different Instagrammers I follow have just yeah. recently lime washed a room or it's, rooms. That's so cool. Because it's so such an old technique. Yeah. That's really, yeah. really cool. I mean, they don't. It's not lime wash. It's like watered down. Paint. Oh no! Like, oh. like what no, is it, it is, is it absolutely like bro- real oh. lime wash. Like you can go and buy oh, a like, five gallon bucket of lime wash at the store. Yes. Oh, so it's like wow. a. Light it takes three days to color. cure. Is this fresco? I mean, is that what this is? When no, this- fresco no. is. Um, it could be egg tempera. It could, but be... it's embedded in wet plaster, isn't it? Mm. Um, the plaster isn't yeah. wet when you paint it. At least in the late Middle Ages, yeah, it's dry. So this is just. It's also when. So it looks kind of got like it's got like a watercolor effect where it's not evenly painted. So yeah, you get like that. lots of yeah. differentiation. Like, you get like, it's, it's, you know, 
It's like a smoky. Kind I might of get bubonic plague just like looking very, at it. Like, but it's water like, based. Haphazard, it's but so like. Cool. Don't spill wine on it. Not like a chun wants moth. You could have gotten mauve if you just put wine in the wine. If you burnt a purple. If you burnt purple, you would have gotten mauve. One of the things that I liked about them was that they were like, oh, well, we can't change the order of the colors because patients decreed that the order of the rooms had to reflect the order of the colors in the rainbow. Shun, she will haunt your ass. She's gay. (laughs) Was she? What? Is that why? Yes. She's gay with her her lady of arms. Patients, patients painted every Lacey. single room in Withy Woods from from left to right. Roy but, G. Like, Biff, all the colors, you in know. The rainbow. But like, right. I mean, I get Lacey that she was G. gay, Biff. but th- this is this is this is not our universe. I just this really love. Well, you know what? It's universal. Okay, gay. doesn't matter what the universe. It's universal. <laughs> yeah, because I'm Withy a fan Woods of this. Gay. I own this, and it's gay. <laughs> Withy Woods is I just really like their defense of it when they're like, because it's the yellow room. And she's like, but couldn't we? And they're like, no, but like, why not? Because it's the the fucking yellow yellow room. room. Fuck off, Sean. You could move to the purple room, which is farther away, and be as like, yes, fuck yeah, put her farther away. But at first she was like, like "Uh, that's a bad view. Oh. Yeah, like. Shun would have a vocal fry on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So Did is she, she actually say anything about me? Is she making moves on people, like, or is it all just? Yeah, she's riddle. Using, she's yes. thrusting her boobs. She into is the new girl at school, shitty, and she is pushing the boobs. envelope and throwing herself. And she's in the pissing contest with other girls, which is what girls do. It's like she is just living up to all of these checkboxes of new girl syndrome. But like B is like she's not gonna use sex, so I mean, like that they're no, like competing. B is nine. Yeah. I know that's my point. Like, like, and also she's like she's not, not being raised in a in a gender construct. Really, she's allowed to wear breeches. She's allowed to wear yeah. whatever the fuck she wants. She looks like a right. my girl is dressing very lady. Like scarecrow. She has. She looks like be, a raggedy yeah. Ann doll. She's got like, saggy be, fucking knees. Don't and even who among us? I also, you know, to remind you, like Sean has come from a place where her own stepfather was probably molesting her, so she's. She was like hit, uh, like she alludes yeah. to. Yeah, did they just, say like, that? Yeah, her that her she stepdad to having been absolutely. slapped. Yeah, no. and so she she probably has a very complicated relationship with her own attractiveness and uh, how she gets things because she was clearly unwanted. You're saying by her she's over sexualized? Maybe I... she was probably sexualized very young. Yeah, and I wonder where this, like, desperateness comes from. Like, Riddle is, like, the first, like, young man. And, like, how was she raised in this construct? Well, I mean, like, that's, yeah. Well, he's 40's the new 30, Rachel. But he's probably the first reasonably attractive person male who has shown her kindness that like is she allowed yeah has shown her kindness that she's allowed to be around and it's like what freedom does she feel in withy woods that she did not feel where she was living before and like is this i don't know I don't know, less being scummy than more of her being like, do I have control over something now? Because yeah, I'm going to flirt. she's testing the limits. Yeah. 
She's definitely testing the limits of this of this cage because she's like, well, can you can you get me clothes? Can you get me the room I want? Can we change the room? I'm can scared. Yeah. Will you cuddle yeah. with me? I'm yeah. scared. Will you do things for me? Like it's definitely def- it's definitely like testing of those boundaries because she probably needs to know exactly where the boundaries are because in her previous life she had a lot of navigating to do in a world where people didn't like her and yeah you know i feel for her i understand her as a character but i also want to leave the room any room she's in because she sucks i mean at this rate with her behavior right now she's gonna end up with taller man's kid taller man tall tall man Taller, Tallerson. Taller. It's tall, taller. Yeah, Tallerman. Yeah, Tallerson is could be a really great guy. It might not be a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, there's not. It's, it's not. Riddle's not available. Fitz is, doesn't have a penis anymore. Now that Molly's dead. So. But also, that would, would be, be wildly inappropriate. Like, what? What are we talking yeah, about? I mean, well, but she did throw. But no, she did throw herself at him at the beginning. That's why I'm asking. Because she does that to everyone. She does that to everyone, yeah. Right, like what security does she crave? Because, but she's also been taught from probably an early age that that is her value, is how attractive she is. Which is not very, because canonically, she is not described as cat-like. No, she's almost cat-like. Somebody, there was a line when she was like ugly crying after the ghost, where it was like any, maybe, 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 I don't remember if it was the word any beauty, but like they did describe her with the word beauty. And I was kind of like, maybe she is supposed to be somewhat attractive, but they were like... She's symmetrical. (laughs) Any beauty that she had was washed away by her ugly cry or whatever the line was. It wasn't that, but it was something like that. And not everyone in in this world is hot, I guess. The medieval era? I don't know. No one knew what hot was. They all smelled so bad. (laughs) They all smelled so bad that nobody was hot. Okay. Listen, all I'm saying is that Anne of Cleves was the hottest motherfucking oh, yeah. person in the entirety of like Tudor Makes history. And Henry the Eighth, yeah, Henry the Eighth described her as like the ugliest thing he had ever seen. And like, I was just like looking at the portraits; it doesn't make sense. He was so just, he was negging her. Right. You know, maybe he Robin Hobb is he... negging shut. Yeah. <laughs> he... Well, what, I mean, I I think it's it's interesting because we have been like she she does remind me of Starling in that kind of way where she's yeah. this character who comes in late and is very aggressive and is sexual and she takes up like everyone's time and air. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. Why do the sexual characters have to be? Why do but they? She's not hot, but she's like just got I don't know. I mean, like, either, like, there's lots of moms, but then there's, like, there's slutty, shitty women, too. And it's like, can we just not have that dynamic, maybe? Well, there used to be, there used to be one lady who did all of the sword work. And then we had Huntsman Laurel, who had a job. And, you know, there are She was unique. Was, there yeah. were definitely. There, it's not always moms yeah. and like slutty women. <laughs> but the majority, slutty. like I mean, we were talking about this before. Like the majority of female characters in Robin Hood books get pregnant, are mothers. Like we see them later with children. Yeah. But I mean, how much birth control have we heard about in this book outside of the bead and your belly button? It's like, 
Listen, well, you get a good sheep's bladder. Uh, and the, you can do anything. The moon tea. I don't know how good it is, but there's yeah. the tea. Oh, yeah, there's always moon tea. Well, it's funny because I was actually, I just read an article about this because talking about Wheel of Time and whether or not it was actually revolutionary at it for its time. Arguments being that, you know, if it may have been revolutionary for a cishet white guy to write about but there were plenty of women writing fantasy at the time where women had agency and also birth control and all you know female characters because there were a lot of female characters in little time and comparatively there are not usually a lot of women that Sorry. are not the girlfriend when was that published but out of curiosity wheel of time yeah started in the mid 90s oh okay oh tamara yeah. pierce existed for goodness exactly there were plenty of women writing and what's a hallmark of it is that always in women in fantasy written by women there's some kind of birth control mentioned always it's like it's just like a thing it's just like okay right and it's it's like you have to alleviate that anxiety well because you have to alleviate that anxiety because if you you read any kind of sex scene it also happens in romance novels there's always mention of whatever the birth control is because otherwise yeah because the women are like what'd you use bitch (laughs) like Yeah, yeah like people are fucking like that's happening yeah, and I thought not, it was interesting. They're not just getting married, married sex, marriage sex. Well, Fitz only does marriage sex, right? Because oh, Fitz, Fitz you bound, you made it for life. Like, yeah. In an I ideal like world, condoms, yeah. no one like even matter. looks at each other. It's either butt <laughs> stuff or it's. Mm. That's touching. I don't think Shun... that's your new end uh, end episode prompt. I don't think that Shun is like even asking for that. I think that if like she flirted with Riddle and he was like, "Let's bone," I think she'd be offended. Oh, I yeah. think that this is more about persuading control, people yeah. to do what she wants and yeah. control. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a manipulative whore. <laughs> <laughs> She's a scared little girl that I hate. She's, I don't find her endearing. I can say that. Like, no. That, that's like, okay, no right? Eve. It's I mean, okay Malta to feel for a character and understand Malta a character and sucked. be like, oh God, she's such a bitch. She sucked. Granted, yeah. Malta was sucked. also a good bit younger than Shun, but like. Yeah, Malta was yeah. like 12. Which was, you know, a hit. She was a fucking brat. And she came from a until she learned hardship. Privilege, whereas like Sean has actually been through some shit. But apparently, Sean knows how to stab people. You know what? I don't know. If you're afraid, if you're a woman, you should know how to stab somebody. We're almost done. All right, every episode prompts. We are pack character introductions and exits. Oh, that peeping Tom. Did we get new one? Peeping Tom. Tom. Who may or may not be real. <laughs> and Lord uh, Peekaboo. Lord Peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I mean Yeah, that's kinda it. Alright, animal assists. Yeah, meow, kitty cat. cat meow. Kitten cat cleaning out the uh the walls of rats, which is great. Yeah. Useful. Oh, and character exit goodbye to the rat babies. Oh, the rat babies. Rat babies. They didn't do nothing. No, they didn't. Um, 
Also, I just want to say that if they change the rooms, if they if they alter the rainbow rooms, I'm gonna be really disappointed. I feel like they. I feel like everybody's pretty like bought into the order of things on that. I like, because it's yellow. That's the yellow room. Like they're not. They're not yellow. Room. Also, painting is the worst. Nobody wants to repaint anything. It's true. Uh, fast fashions from Jamalia. In my chapter, there was the pretty red uh, robe dress that Molly red had robe, made yeah. for B. Which kind of made me really want something like fancy to just like walk swiftly up and down my hallway in the morning, just cascading behind me for four feet until I reach the end. I'm of like, it. I'm picturing something a little bit more substantial. Well, I'll be. I'm talking Molly about made. Oh yeah, I'm like I don't think this is like a ostrich feather like you know dressing gown. I think it's more of like a coat. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those any other fashions? Any other fashions in anyone's chapters? They wrapped a body in a sheet. And <laughs> what was scarecrow yeah. <laughs> red robe? <laughs> Hair sticking out. They burned it. Oh, All right, cool. Frat party chic. All right. Um, oh, oh, sh- shout out to the, the bed bugs. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, we did the fake <laughs> bed bugs. They aren't real. <laughs> assist. Also, I really loved that uh, B hoarded the fucking cape for herself. Be like, I'm gonna get in all sorts of trouble if he knows I have this. It's mine. I'm taking it and folding it up. I'm putting that it away. Come, that didn't come from Jamalia. And she has to put it with its with the the design, the butterfly design out, so that it doesn't disappear. Pro tip. So it's yeah. straight up an yeah, invisibility she's got cloak. Her Frodo cake cloak. Yeah. Yep. Harry Potter cloak. Um. But you know, there's definitely this the uh, the idyllic time at Withywood seems to be over now that we have uh, the stench of a dead body we wafting have... through the air. <laughs> And definitely multiple guests who are getting murdered over time. <laughs> it's just so. turning into Clue. Yep. Uh, roll the maps. Where are we? How did we get here? We are still uh, ongoing in Withy Woods. We have uh, more of a highway going on in the walls. We've got like a direct line from the den to the kitchen. It's clear of rats. We're getting more rooms and suites. Like there's just a lot of, you know, we're exploring. Yes. Yep. We've seen that there are different rooms. Some of them are nicer than others. Some of them are different. They're all different colors, which is nice. And we know why there's why there's all these secret tunnels because of the Pervalot. <laughs> right. Uh, Fitz Misery has a moment. The return of Does Fitz Suck? So on a scale of one to five, uh, five being the worst, one being the best, how bad has Fitz been? He was a solid four and a half. Burned up. Burned a body in front of his child, his nine-year-old daughter. He probably accidentally taught her assassin stuff. And he, he has lost completely... her again. Doesn't fucking have any clue about the actual. Passed out at the you know, kitchen school. table drinking ale in the wee hours of the morn. Like had to have his daughter lead him back to the house. He's not at his best. He's also completely forgotten the last like fifty years of his life and apply and like how to apply it to what's happening yeah. around him. When he was finally like, "Oh yeah, that messenger. Oh yeah, 
that dead girl. I think yeah. I remember I her. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? In my house. Connect the dots. Which at the time, everybody was like, how dare somebody murder somebody in my house? How dare they? And then they're just like, oh, yeah. what? Huh? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't remember? How can he not remember? I mean, I understand that grief can, like, give you sort of, like, selective amnesia where you only focus on those Some feelings, part of his brain but... melted and he did not recover it. It was... It was ages insane. ago, and they never had a body, but, like, it is still, like, he knew she died. He heard he her wailing that. scream after touching yeah. the statue. Like, how does yeah. he not remember that? Where did she end up? I mean, like, and why are there, why are there just, like, people coming out to give him a message from somewhere? He doesn't then, think, think it's important. It's 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 spam. It went directly to spam, spam folder, mail. and really he doesn't spam mail. He's it not, wasn't even he's that. It. It's like the voicemail. You see the symbol on your phone, but are you ever gonna listen to it to clear that shit out? I always no, listen never. to no. y'all. Don't listen to never in no. my fucking life. What? And I don't. I don't pick up numbers that I don't know. So you know what? It's just okay. I don't do that part. But if if a motherfucker is gonna leave me a message, I mean that's like. It's always a robot. It's not. It's always a robot. It's always like a breathing, mouth-breathing robot. Hello, it's like you, yeah. your warranty on your car has expired. Exactly. Your well, student loans are going to... Yeah, it's always student loan shit. I, P.S. I paid off my student loans like a decade ago, but whatever. Don't brag. I had baby loans. It was, they weren't big. They weren't big. Brag to us. Um, buzzwords, how is B doing the prophecy scorecard? Well, we have the whole prophecy now of the unexpected son, whether or not it actually applies to B. We're still not 100% certain. Um, do we have any other, any other thing? No? We're good? She's doing doing? well considering. She's doing... She seems okay. There might be trauma there. I feel like she doesn't process her emotions. Yeah. You know? Like me. Yep. She's definitely her father's daughter. She's very good at compartmentalizing. Yeah. You know, she's like, that happened. It's sitting in this box over here. And it's going in that closet. That's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. What does anyone else do? Isn't that what we're no, supposed to do? No, that's exactly not what you're supposed to do. Allegedly. Allegedly? I've never met anyone who doesn't do that. It's fine. Uh, uh, is, is that it? Do we have anything else to say about this uh, section? Like oh, we didn't was... talk about that cute-ass horse that suddenly has one white hoof. How do we think it's going to go? One white hoof. It's going to go splendidly and um, dapple-ass. No, it's going to be named Hoofston. Dreams. Hoofston. No, it didn't have another name. Apple like, Bottom Grease. <laughs> 
All right, you're done. You're done. Um, reminder for the next reading section, we will be reading Fool's Assassin chapters 21 through 24. I have no content warnings for this section. Um, enjoy that while it lasts. I will just say Oh, that. dear. Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, this has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air, maybe. I am Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa, and I'm online at alyssamaynard.com. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Cosplay. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at ladybirdparker. And I'm Joey, and you can find me at uncannyrobot on Instagram, where I post stuff about parades. Well, really, just like Alrighty. one parade. Next up is spoilers section. Spoiler. <laughs> one parade. But about one parade. parade. <laughs> about parade. So I recently read the section where they trick one. That whole chapter. So okay, sorry, English. I recently read the chapter where Fitz gets to like go to Winterfest and be like restored as Prince Fitz Chivalry and like get his crown and all that shit. And everyone's crying and like there's dancing and the Narcheska is like, I did this. It was all me. And then Nettle's like, oh my god, you guys just outed me as the bastard's daughter. And she, like, freaks out. And then they decide, like, I'm just gonna tell everyone I got married. All that, like, the, all that drama. What a fucking fanfic. Well, just it, plot right is. there in the middle is of it, the book. It's just, it like, is. It's like his, uh, it's just like a dream he had. It's what it feels like. But the way, like, I mean, I, it makes me giddy to read it because I'm like, ha ha ha, he's getting all the recognition that he wants. Ha ha ha. The only thing that could make it better is if, like, the fit, if, if the fool was, like, young and beautiful and, like, dressed well and, like, on his arm, right? Like, that's the only thing yeah. that could make it better. But also, <laughs> fucking fanfic. I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. It is. Absolute. After, every, ever, after everything we've been through, reading it i was like both like delighted and rolling my eyes at the same time <laughs> and i remember like really really liking all of that but now that i'm like jaded i like read it and i'm just like oh, what is this like what what the, the yeah it didn't feel real it's like the fake happy ending that's like at the beginning of book two so that we can then go on like the world's most horrible journey i mean I think that I I said this before. I like the ending, I do. I think that it is balanced and foreshadowed and what should happen. I think the ending is the only good thing about these books, but that. But might the be journey a to get opinion. there, holy shit, is painful. And I also um, don't really. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But I don't understand. I think B absolutely needs more adventures. Yeah, but I, I. Th think that the beginning of book two where you know that B has been taken but and they're just but, dithering for like 
hundred pages. It's, it's both agonizing because they're not doing anything, but also very nice because, like the entire uh, Tawny Man trilogy, like a lot of bits and full interactions were like kind of a little bit not great because he was like, yeah, you know, Lord Golden was being this other character and. And Fitz and doesn't like Lord Fitz Golden. Fitz didn't like Lord yeah. Golden. Fitz doesn't like Amber. He was being, you know, he was like being shitty and jealous with the fool most of that book. And this is like genuine and they're like catching up and sleeping in the same bed yeah, together and just it's cuddling. Really, really and nice. like, yeah. They're just like, I mean, obviously the fool is traumatized and like when Fitz isn't in the room, he's like falling down. Yeah. He can't get up and like. You know, he's got pus back and all that <laughs> stuff, but you know, it's not perfect. And then it switches <laughs> over to B, and you're like, "Oh yeah, shit, shit sucks real bad." Shit, all this. It's like every second she's just getting farther and farther away, and you're like, "Do something!" And like you can every so often, Night Eyes is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> what the? You know, just like ringing had, an alarm. I had this dream that the wolf was telling me I needed to do something. I don't know what's going on. Running, running, looking, looking. <laughs> Yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking night. Eye. That's why Night Eyes leaves. He's like, "You are a piece of shit. I can't. <laughs> I can't do anything here. I've done everything I can." So yeah, I don't. That whole section is both like great and also terrible because it is everything I wanted, but I also feel well, almost everything I wanted, but I also feel like it was Hob presenting us. It's like, is this what you want? is this your king like is this what you <laughs> fucking want you you know and then like being like well, fuck you guys <laughs> and then, like... i mean this whole trilogy was ruined by the knowledge that robin hobb has read the fan fiction like why does she re i mean like i think a lot of authors have probably read the fanfic they just don't they don't tell us that it. yeah us that. now it's just kind of like i don't know i can't read it in the same way even though it did feel to me like fan fiction when I started to, when this first came out, I was like, this isn't, this isn't my beautiful house. This isn't well, my right. beautiful wife. And so many of the choices that were made, I think were made in opposition to what people wanted, you know, or expected. It's like, oh, do you think that they're going to, no, I'm going to, I'm going to disfigure the fool and make him just like a sack of bones and shambling like, and also like mad it fits all the time like he's like scared he's not witty he doesn't joke he's just scared and like hiding in the wall he does and, sometimes you know, he does sometimes i do identify he follows it up with like oh i thought that's what you would want to hear like yeah you, know, you know it's like yeah and it's just like oh here i'm pretending to be a a, a a full fool yeah, that part is like, that part hurts too because so much of the Tawny Man is like Fitz being like, "Is the fool even real, or is that a fake personality that you used to manipulate me?" And then sometimes some of the things that the fool does in this trilogy makes me feel like, "Yeah, the fool wasn't real. That was a fake personality that you used to your own advantage." But at that at that point, it's like, who who is the fool? Does the fool even know, or is the fool just doing what he needs to do in that moment to get people to do the thing they need to do? Is it's, this something the fool thinks about? Because damn, like, I don't know. <laughs> does the I, like 
there are some some things that he said about when he was touching B and they were like omniscient for like a few minutes makes me think that he doesn't have that all the time. He's not like it was just them together that was that powerful. So or it was or like he this was like ecstasy. that before he died. Or, yeah, yeah, I think I think he may have had something oh. like that before he died, but after he died I think he lost all of that. Like he couldn't see anything. If he after was really that. like that all the time before I mean, I could totally see him just like making up a personality just to as much as that sucks, I could see that because well, because he seemed he seemed familiar with it because he's like, oh, B, you have to think about this. You can't just like do what you think is good. You have to like follow it all the way and see if what you're making, if the choices that mm-hmm. you're making is are the right ones. So it makes me feel like that is akin to what the fool felt pre death, yeah. like before he lost all of his visions. Like it was like that. It was an almost an ecstasy of possibility which i mean i like to think that the fool is witty and and like that on his own i mean you know i don't think that means he isn't i but well yeah he is i mean whether or not i mean where does your personality come from but an amalgamation of all of the crap you go through and the thoughts in your head so i guess but you can certainly put on a that's show the argument and what is a jester but putting on a show anyway right yeah it is devastating to be like i mean that whole section i actually read it on the train i had a train a catastrophic train thing I was just sitting there for like an hour and a half and i was like well i guess i'm gonna read this whole shambling corpse reunion thing and he's there he goes there he is stabbing him like an insane person i'm like okay so a bum touched your kid do you need to stab him why yeah it His, didn't feel like i don't know like a he gets more reaction. and more like violent and like tense and it makes me feel like he's also reacting to all the skill that's happening around him that he doesn't see so like the fog yeah. man is there right the lorics are there and they're like don't see me don't see me and like doing that thing and like spying and just kind of being aggressive and shitty and i think that that's influencing fitz i think that he like we know he's an aggressive person and he goes into berserker mode but he's just very on edge and like unhappy in that whole section like they're sitting there trying to eat and he's like fuck this guy and like get up they have seen the future or they know the path that they want and they want the path they want is they want him to kill the fool right there right Right. so they're because they don't want to deal with them anymore they must be projecting some kind of anxiety or anger or they're amplifying it to some degree. Well, I think that they want people to act erratically because it will help hide them more, right? So, because I don't know if they know exactly who Fitz is at that moment, but they know that the fool has done everything in his power to get to this yeah. place. So it must be important because they think that he's going to lead them to the to the sun. But you'd think that they would, gosh, gender is real. Like, they just think that she's just not, that not it, because it's a little girl. Like, don't, didn't they see that interaction and be like, that must be, that must Look be at that ugly son. thing. Couldn't that be the son? <laughs> yeah. Like, were they just not paying attention at that exact moment because of all the other shit that had gone down with, like, Fitz killing that dog and 
Maybe. Because if they had seen her in the street at that moment, they'd be like, there, there she is. Because as soon as they see her when they're at Withywoods, they're like, there she is. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's it. That's what we're looking for. I don't know. That might be a hole. This might be irrational, but the thing that upsets me the most, like, not the people dying, not the, like, burning half of Withy Woods, the thing that really, really gets my goat is that B shows all those kids to her secret passageways, and they fucking just leave the secret passageway and get caught anyway. Well, they're influenced by the skill. the 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 walls of Withywood don't I, stop. That, I understand right? that, but there's something about that that really just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> a secret passage it's like has been exposed. No one gave yep. a shit. If if B had just stayed in the fucking wall, she would have been okay. Because they didn't look there. They didn't even think to look there, and none of them have the wit, so they wouldn't have known. So I also have uh, been in my reread, have gotten to Motley. I'm reading very carefully. I still have no fucking idea what Motley is. The, the no clue. crow. Yeah. He's just didn't what, the first time we read this, you kept saying it, can it was speak Molly. incomplete sentences. I thought that it was like somebody inside a crow. That it was somebody who had, like, witted to their crow and then, like, gotten in the crow. Because it just, it, like, speaks. Like, remember, Fitz doesn't speak to the Motley with the wit. He just talks to it. And the fool just talks to it. And it talks back like a parrot, but with, like, an IQ. I don't get it. What does it mean? I'm going to the plenty wiki you answer. What does it mean? <laughs> Someone tell me what Motley is. I don't get it. It's a piebald crow that can speak in complete sentences you know I mean fuck listen if I was writing this I I mean like the motley is just like thematically a reoccurring thing like right. the motley in the fool's clothes motley can occur in animals motley crows and pie like piebald things i would just yeah. be like look at this fucking bird it's special and it might be as simple as that what if it, it is it might be that's what i would do i'd be like look another thematic thing let me I mean, add there it is to my definitely story. like a gap in this in this story for an animal because like night eyes isn't really running around like wolf father isn't really like an animal so it's like i want an animal that can speak but i i've already set it up where i don't want fits to bond with anything else because i don't want to erase night eyes or forget night eyes so i need an animal that can speak and be understood without it being wit bonded and those are cats and those are birds mm -hmm. and if you're going on an international adventure the best one to have is a bird it can see things. It can do stuff. It can talk. It's not a fucking cat. Cause, why? Why not? You know, cats don't do road I, trips. I feel like crows and ravens are pretty smart, right? Couldn't they be? Oh yeah, they, oh, yeah they're they very speak? smart, but they don't speak in right, sentences. But like the cat speaks in sentences, and we've all agreed that that's an acceptable thing to to just happen. Maybe. Right, but in their minds, not out loud. <laughs> it's weird. 
I mean, are there, there are like birds ravens that, that can. Speak. Yeah, like the no, ravens but they cast. speak like a parrot. They speak like, hey, you know, corn. They don't, <laughs> they don't say like, you have locked me in a dark hole. Let me out. Like it's just a special I bird. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just a special bird. And then you say, "Are you a pretty bird?" And she's like, "Bitch, shut up." I know. I tell myself there's, in the mirror every morning. There's also like a lot of teases that Fitz is going to somehow bond with a horse. Lots of teases. Lots of like op, op like ways like ho- like lots of like candidates horses that show up. And I Fitz mean, is like oh, I could. The boy grew up in a barn. He's a horse boy. He is a horse boy, and he just refuses. He just refuses. Daffle. Fucking stupid. What is this fucking horse guy? Like, I don't remember. He's, like, doing everything in his power to not bond with a horse. Oh, Bee's horse is named Pris. (laughs) Because Perseverance (laughs) It's like Bee's horse is named Shun. Perseverance Perseverance named her Pris. Fitz named her Daffle. Which everyone agreed was a garbage name. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's just a descriptor. <laughs> oh, Fitz, he's so he's just. I think because he's like, well, that's not their name anyway. They have their own names. They name themselves. I'm not gonna name it. <laughs> you know, laziness doesn't exist and is a capitalist lie. But I think Fitz is lazy in this instance. Well, he can't bathe. He can't bother to bathe. That's a lazy trait, right? God, it kills me. I don't know. I like Fitz. I think Fitz and I would be really good friends. I think we could hang out. Really? I Wow, I hate Fitz, and I just want really? the fool to be happy. I'm, yeah. I, think... I mean, I like the fool, but I feel like the fool wouldn't like me. I feel like I would be too desperate to like <laughs> have the fool think I'm cool, and so the fool would be like, <laughs> what? No, I have never, not, ever known you to appear to be desperate in any way. In, you haven't seen in me in around the situation. pool. It would be all very high-pitched talking. I'd be like, oh my god! I am, I am so Is cool. that... <laughs> That's why they talk about it as being such a funny thing about the first time you were around Timothy Zahn at the party situation. Yeah, yeah okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like that, only yeah. the fool. <laughs> Replace Timothy Zahn with the fool. Yeah, I think that, I think I could, like, walk around. I mean, except for the part where Fitz is like, I want to go live in the woods. I'd be like, oh, see you later. I Let could absolutely be friends with Fitz. I see so many similarities between him. And yeah, him. the anxiety, the like, the self questioning, the like, the kind of like inability to really process. It's like I have identified the emotion. There it is. What do I do yeah. with this? No, that's. I'm that's just gonna move on. Way. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, Fitz is a man, so strike one. We would not be. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I could be friends. I think I could also be friends. I think I could also be friends with Shade. I know that like Fitz has a very complicated relationship with Shade, but I think Shade is cool. Shade's cool as shit. I like him. Yeah, I could hang out with him. I don't know if I would get along with Ketrican. I like Ketrican and I admire her greatly, but I think in, if I encountered someone like her in real life, I'd be like, what's why what why is she like like stick up your butt (laughs) yeah like i want to be like boo but i couldn't because she's like a queen so 
Nettle and I are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Nettle or I agree Alex. with that. I, that yeah. yeah. I yeah. Except for the, like the maternal part of her with all the brothers, because I don't have that. God, every but, female character. I'm fucking telling you. A maternal aspect. Well, I mean, Starling was there for quite a long time before she, like, got randomly pregnant at the end, right? Because she had to be, or else. What's she her worth? Just, what's, what's, what point does she have? Like, why did I write about her if she doesn't have, like, the worth of her pregnancy at the end? Jack. Jack doesn't have any kids. God bless Jack. God also, love she her. she did lose a hand. For fuck's sake. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't get pregnant. You lose a hand and you die. Wow, I cut that out of my brain. I did, did not remember. Yeah, remember she lost her that. hand. <laughs> that yeah. was like at the very end of those books. And then they didn't mention it at all. And Ever again. It's mentioned in the second book. There's a letter from Jack to Shade. For information about like what's going on over there and she's talking about how basically she needs the money it's something about kelsingra that's it they hit he's like trying to get information about kelsingra and she's like well i know some people there but i'm not gonna like poke my nose in the wrong places and get kicked out but you need to send me more money because i'm not doing so well because i only have the one hand and i'm like jack isn't doing well why isn't jack like doing well jack needs to be having everything she needs and a big house and a hot girlfriend Lesbians can't be happy. That's why. Alright. Anyway, that's uh, that's where I am. I'm almost done with book two as I move through ahead. Just thinking about that fanfic life. I think book two, despite the rape, every chapter there's rape or threat of rape or talk of rape or hobbling children indicating rape. Like Just so much. Despite all of that, I feel like book two is the most fun <laughs> is that because it's like <laughs> i don't remember stuff... anything so i must have stuff... that out well just like stuff happens like there's all these like like where they they camp up in like the secret tower and like you know the fool's there and they're like doing skill stuff and healing and talking and like you know fit chivalry gets the cool crown with the little charging buck on it and i mean like all that shit's cool you know but then also and also you don't know the lyrics enough yet to be horribly annoyed by their existence everything about them is so annoying and thick is there i love when oh, yeah. thick shows up our mvp the best that's where i am though anyway listeners to give me your motley theories i'm super obsessed with this so please if you have any kind of half theory about motley send it in also send in uh particularly good photos of mushrooms that you found that's all i'm interested in <laughs> i don't know how you find so many i don't think i've ever seen one in real life they're around even in new york i believe it if they're I'm sure in they are. I just cambridge thanks you There's probably some down. growing in my bathroom right now. You know, we got mushrooms in our house plants. That was weird and a new thing. So perhaps you too. 
have my dreams. I mean, there was a lot of water in the wall. I'm sure there's something going on in there. Water in the wall, mushrooms delight. That's what they say. I told Joey, I was like, if he doesn't fix the hole, well, it'll fix itself. It'll just grow something. <laughs> Fungus. Yes. A fungi. Yeah. They put in some tile. It doesn't match at all. So I'm thinking Perfect. of going in there and just knocking it all on the floor and being like, it fell. I don't know. Anyway, landlords, uh, talk to you next week. Can't uh, wait. We haven't gotten to the rape and murder yet, so maybe enjoy. we'll just skip it all. We'll just Hooray. skip the whole second book. Farm Animal Noises Podcast. Book. You can find it at Farm Animal Noises Podcast dot Podcast dot AppleNet. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Maybe they'll get post that to Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the post something.